Welcome to the TPS 5 for the week of July 13th through the 17th. TPS 5 is a weekly recap of the latest in marketing, communications, and digital healthcare news as curated by the expert hosts of the Touchpoint Media Network. To learn more about Touchpoint Media, visit us online at touchpoint.health. Our lead story this week comes from the New York Times discussing how before public health officials can manage the pandemic, they must deal with a broken data system that sends incomplete results in formats they can't easily use. The article is entitled, Bottleneck for U.S. Coronavirus Response, The Fax Machine. Yes, you heard that right, The Fax Machine. Public health officials in Houston are struggling to keep up with one of the nation's largest coronavirus outbreaks by tracing cases and quarantining patients before they spread the virus to others. But unfortunately, many of them are forced to do this using a standard office fax machine. And when one lab recently sent a large batch of test results spraying hundreds of pages all over the floor, their office fax machine became overwhelmed. Picture the image of hundreds of faxes coming through and the machine just shooting out paper, said Dr. Shaw, executive director of the department. The article states that as the U.S. struggles to control the spread of the coronavirus, it faces problems caused by fragmented health systems across the country that are not incented to standardize and share data among one another. A jumble of old and new technology and even data standards that are not designed to meet epidemiologists' needs. Public health officials and private laboratories have managed to expand testing to more than half a million performed daily, despite not having a system that can smoothly handle all of the data. Some test results arrive via data fields, but others come by phone, email, physical mail, or fax. And the reason why? Well, fax machines are still used because the technology complies with digital privacy standards for health information. And moreover, these reports are often sent in duplicate and are routed to the wrong health department or even are missing crucial information, such as the patient's phone number or address. The lack of a standard digital process is seriously impacting case reporting and contact tracing, which is critical to help slowing the spread of the disease. And multiple labs have joined in the effort of tracking the disease, many of which have limited public health experience. This makes the process very confusing. As Dr. Shaw says, the data is moving slower than the disease. This challenge of relying on outdated systems led Washington State to recently request 25 members of the National Guard to assist with manual data entry for results that were not being reported electronically. Dr. Thomas Frieden, a former director of the CDC, says that while focusing on tests is important, it obscures an important fundamental. What are we going to do with all those tests? In Austin, Dr. Mark Escott, an interim health authority for Travis County, says his office is receiving about 1,000 faxes a day which includes duplicate results. Some of those faxes are meant for other jurisdictions, and many are missing crucial information needed to investigate cases. And while most are being sent to a computer, they still need to be printed out and manually entered into public health databases. On average, his office is getting all the information it needs about a test result 11 days after the test is taken, which is far too late to make any contact tracing worthwhile. Therefore, he's been advising those with virus symptoms to assume they are positive since the tests are taking so long to come back. Before the pandemic, 90% of lab test results tracked by public health departments were transmitted digitally. But the need for widespread coronavirus testing has brought many more players into the public health arena, including companies that usually run tests only for employers and small clinics that usually test for diseases like the flu or strep throat. And while these standards exist, the patchwork of reporting is making it hard for these labs to be compliant. Nationally, about 80% of coronavirus tests are missing demographic information, and about half do not have addresses. 
And while the administration issued guidelines in early June that required laboratories to report things like patients' age, race, and ethnicity, they do not take effect until August, and only state and laboratories should, quote-unquote, provide patients' addresses and phone numbers, but they are certainly not mandating it. And even more so, public health officials say they have been especially vexed by the ubiquity of fax machines with their blurry printouts and analog data. Large labs have electronic systems to transmit data, but smaller labs typically don't, and those are the ones using fax machines. And they're the ones being drawn to conduct tests due to the high reimbursement rates. $5,000 for a COVID test versus typically a $500 reimbursement for any other standard test. In the 2010s, the federal government spent billions to encourage doctors to replace fax machines with electronic records. This program, the High Tech Act, did not include similar funding for public health departments, nor did it require hospitals and doctor's offices to build technology that would automatically send relevant test results to local health officials. And public health departments, whose budgets have been cut over the past decade, have been unable to finance the digital upgrade themselves. In other countries like Britain and Canada, patient data travels with a unique number that identifies whom it belongs to. The U.S. tried to set up a similar system in the mid-1990s, but it died after Congress passed legislation barring the federal government from creating the new ID numbers. Which leads us to now, where the data is being sent to public health agencies that only have information that labs need to track, not the details needed to understand the disease for a global pandemic. Public health officials are now being forced to search databases like LexisNexis to find phone numbers and addresses that were already collected by the clinic that ordered the test in the first place. You can find the full article linked in the show notes. And now other news. The Howman Group published a post entitled Outsmarting the False Bubble, How Hospitals Can Use Data to Market Proactively. It states that between pre-COVID patient demand projections, pre-COVID capacity models, and the now precarious financial position hospitals find themselves in, healthcare systems need new data and a new strategy to manage their re-emergence and survive the recovery. The article goes on to outline ways healthcare marketers can take the lead in helping healthcare survive for the COVID-19 recovery. MHealthIntelligence.com featured an article called The Promise and Potential for Telehealth and Home Health. In it, it discusses how despite reimbursement barriers, home healthcare providers have long used telehealth and mHealth tools to improve care and how the current expansion of telemedicine in response to the crisis can be leveraged to further support their efforts. On the Health Populi blog, Jane Saracen Khan shared some insightful analysis in her post entitled A Toxic Side Effect of the Coronavirus, Financial Unwellness. In it, she shares the financial challenges this pandemic is having on the U.S., particularly since one in two people in the U.S. say their financial health has been negatively impacted by the COVID pandemic through job loss, income disruption, or reduced work hours. Lastly, be sure to listen to the newest Intersection podcast from Touchpoint Media entitled Sewing Masks for Healthcare Workers. Host Bobby Ratu speaks with Bethsy Matheny of Boulevard Baptist Church, who organized a group of women to sew masks for AnMed Health healthcare workers. This story is about community, faith, and a commitment to helping others during this public health crisis. Links to the full stories are found in our show notes. And that's it for this week's TPS 5. If you'd like the latest in healthcare information news in an email delivered weekly to your inbox, be sure to subscribe to the TPS report, which you can sign up for on the Touchpoint Media website at touchpoint.health. This week, remember the words of actor Tom Hanks. He says, Wear a mask, social distance, wash your hands. That alone means you are contributing to the betterment of your house, your work, your town, your society as a whole. And it's really such a small thing. We'll see you next week.